Ευχαριστώ και εγώ καημένος Μωρέ της αγάπης το κάνω αμάν Της αγάπης το So my name is Katerina Vasilaki and uh, I am here to talk about my favorite dance group, which is the Greek folk dancing group in uh, Qatar. And I'm very happy to uh, to see you guys here and thank you for your invitation. And uh, I'd like to uh, present also uh, Miss Carolina Ketsu, who is uh, one of our um, core members of our dancing group. Thank you. And um, it's so good to be here today. And um, uh, it's great that we're having the opportunity to spread the news about our dancing group in Qatar. Um, and Katerina has been a great inspiration to all of us. Um, and unfortunately, she's not in Qatar with us at the moment, um, but I'm sure we're going to reunite soon. And, um, and the dancing group continues to go strong. That's awesome. Welcome, welcome. Um, so I, I know Maria has a lot of questions. <laughs> I want to start off by, <laughs> I want to go back to the, the very beginning, the basics. Um, so I'm curious how, um, how you got started in Greek dance. How did you... What was your journey like, um, kind of falling in love with it, and and when did that start for you? Okay, so Evan, uh, your question is uh, about Qatar or about our uh, personal uh, experiences in dancing. Your your personal experiences. Your when did you start dancing? When did you fall in love with it? When did you realize that this was something oh. that you're super passionate about? I think I think I've been dancing my whole life. As a little girl, I of course chose ballet classes when I was really young, as most girls in Greece. And I soon realized that it was not for me. I love dancing, but ballet is very structured, very strict. I, I really admire. I, I love watching ballet, but it was not my uh, kind of thing because I, uh, when I dance, I get carried away. Uh, so next uh, dance was uh, Latin dances, okay. uh, which I never took lessons, but I just went to dancing clubs and started dancing with uh, learning from uh, my partners that I danced with. So uh, this was kind of fun for me also. Uh, and I knew that uh, dance was something that I really loved. This is when I realized that uh, I love dancing. And also a trip to Latin America made me realize that a lot of people uh, live uh, dancing is their lives. They constantly dance. The whole uh, morning, afternoon routine is uh, dances involved. So um, after this trip, I spent a month in Latin America, I realized that I want to keep dancing. So um, I, I don't know if I told you, I am a kindergarten teacher so uh, this is my profession. Uh, that means that I had to move uh, a lot around Greece at first. 
and finding uh, Latin clubs was not very easy. So uh, this was easy for me in Athens, but when I started working as a kindergarten teacher, I couldn't dance in Latin clubs. But this is when I uh, realized I could still dance, uh, but I did um, folk dancing. I, uh, I discovered the Greek dances, which was kind of a revelation to me because uh, I really could keep on dancing. And the, the big, big revelation happened when I went to Crete. And I joined, of course, as always, the local dance club. I was in Hanya. So that was my first introduction to uh, my uh, favorite dance club in Greece. They're, they are called Viglatores. Uh, I, I called them. I wanted to join the group. I wanted to have some lessons. But it was not only the lessons, it was the whole uh, idea of dancing like in everyday life, because in Crete, it was not something that I'd never seen in Athens before or uh, in other cities that I've worked. In Crete, dancing is everyday life. I mean, you can mm. have a company, you can start, you know, discussing, eating, having fun, and then somebody grabs a musical instrument, somebody starts singing, and Next thing you know, you're dancing. And it's part of everyday life. It's, it's really like the traditional dance. It's not uh, staged. It's, mm -hmm. it's very different to what I was used to. And uh, so this is how, how it happened. I fell in love with dancing, like a casual, everyday uh, need. And this is what I needed to do when I uh, left Crete and I went to Qatar. I started looking, how, how am I going to continue dancing? Because it was part of my life then. That's awesome. I mean, and that's the key is that dance is part of our life and it's not, it's not a chore. It's not something that we have an obligation to do. It's just something that brings out that expression. Yeah, that's exactly. beautiful. Absolutely. Exactly. Caroline, what about you? And for me, um, my story is a little bit different from Katerina in the sense that I don't know if you've picked up my accent, but I'm from Australia. And, um, and um, believe it or not, I am from an Australian family. I'm not from a Greek family originally. However, if you know anything about Melbourne, it at one point was the second largest Greek community in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I grew up with Greek people um, very much as the second daughter of their family. And so I attended weddings, christenings, dancers, um, Panayiri in Australia and all that sort of thing. And so I'm very much Greek at heart <laughs> and Katerina can vouch for that. And so I was dancing from when I was really young, you know, like um, primary school age. Um, I was involved in Greek dancing in Australia. And then I went to Cyprus and I met um, my husband over there. And um, so I settled in Cyprus and he was a musician as well. So I was always at... Um, uh, different restaurants and hotels where they perform for tourists and everything. And then I got involved in a Greek dancing group over there. And mm -hmm. so I was performing in hotels and at events and all the rest of it in Cyprus. And um, so that was the only heartbreaking thing. Well, not the only heartbreaking thing because I've got lots of um, reasons why I didn't want to leave Cyprus. But I, um, I finally decided to leave there to work overseas and that was very hard for me to leave and leave dance behind. So when I came to Qatar, 
I was so amazed when I went to a Greek night at the Intercontinental Hotel and they'd advertised they were having a bazooki player from Greece and they were having a singer from Greece. And lo and behold, I was standing there on my own. I actually went, it's the first time in my life I've gone somewhere alone. But when I saw Greek night, I was immediately drawn to it and no one else I knew wanted to go. So I thought I'm going on my own. I arrived there and I saw all these beautiful girls and guys coming out in Greek costumes. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think it's a dancing group. And I thought they'd brought them in from Athens. And I thought, oh, I wish I could be part of that. And um, I went and asked one of the people about it. And they said to me, oh, we're a Greek dancing group here in Qatar. And it was just unbelievable to me. And I just wanted to be so much part of it. And um, then I sat all night with everybody at the table after they performed their dances. And I was told that Katerina was one of the teachers. And um, so they, they contacted me to tell me where I could go for the classes. And I went there and it just completely changed my view of working overseas. Once I got to know all of these wonderful people in our Greek dancing group and I was able to dance, you realize that it's part of your blood, it's part of your whole being. And, mm -hmm. um, and it was something that made everything much better for me in Qatar. I don't think I would have stayed here as long as I have if it wasn't for being involved in dancing with all of the people I'm involved with. It's just been a fantastic experience and unfortunately COVID hit. And so, yeah, that's been um, a bit difficult to cope with. But um, I'm sure that we'll all come together again once things improve and we'll perform and just love every minute of it again. When I'm dancing, I feel like I'm flying. So I really miss that feeling. Yeah. When you were talking, that like gave me goosebumps about how you said, you know, like you finally, um, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but how I feel like I perceived you finally felt like a home away from home. You know, when you, yeah. when you saw the dancers come out, that's like so powerful. And I love that, you know, not, I think it's so important how you described you were not born into a Greek family, but basically you were in a Greek family because you were immersed in the culture. And I that's think that's right. so important that there are people who maybe didn't grow up in Greece, weren't born to Greeks, but are so passionate about Greek culture that they, they are, we are all the same. You know, I think that's a very important life lesson. <laughs> it is. Um, it's family. really um, Hellenism, I think, you know, yeah. and, um, and it's a feeling that you have. And when I hear Greek music, when there's, even I was living in Dubai at one point and I walked past some people at a restaurant and I heard the Greek language. And it's just something, there's something that happens inside you that I think only if you're Greek, you can understand that. You can, you mm -hmm. can, you can feel that um, feeling of, um, I don't know, it's just like a feeling of peace for me mm -hmm. <laughs> being yeah. around um, Greek music. It feels so natural to me. Totally. I totally get that. I was, years ago, I lived in Spain and, um, I was like very into flamenco culture. I like, I, I think I've mentioned that a few shows ago and, and all that kind of stuff, but you know, Spain, I lived in Southern Spain. So very similar to Greece, like super hot, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it felt mm. comfortable, but only until I discovered a Greek restaurant in the town that I was living in like that, I went there, I took my roommates. I was like, guys, this is it. I, it was yeah. like, you know, like that resurgence, that like energy charge up is there, you know, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is just so cool. So, so that's how it was for me. Exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It's your chosen family at that point, which can be sometimes more powerful than the actual family ties. I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. where your heart is. I love that you lived in Cyprus. My family is from Cyprus. So that is awesome. 
beautiful yes. island. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, and I'm not finished with Cyprus. I'm I'm in Qatar, but I'm um, my my daughter. One of my daughters is still in Cyprus, so I was back there for those summer holidays. And yeah. every time I leave, it's really hard to leave, actually. <laughs> but Qatar's not too bad, so I can't complain. That's so cool. That's so cool. So I, I think that's kind of the next question on both yeah. of our minds is, you know, Qatar, uh, how, how how did you get there and um, how did all of this come about? And um, what is it like having a Greek dance program there? Katarina? Uh, yes, I will start from the beginning of the group because uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't always the same. It wasn't always easy to uh, dance uh, Greek dance in Qatar and um, being accepted and uh, being able to dance in public for all the ladies. Uh, what we first did was just form a group to dance by ourselves to to dance uh, to, to to meet and uh, uh, dance in. Um, in our close circle. Uh, actually, uh, it was in 2013 when the group started. I just arrived in Qatar, somebody else started it. It was a teacher of, um, a PE teacher called Irini. And uh, she's, um, uh, she's a graduate of a university in uh, Greece, based uh, in Greek dances. So uh, when I heard about her and her group, or actually also another person was involved later, Apostolos, who is still uh, running the group now. Uh, when I heard about this group, I was like, yeah, I need to join. I just had a baby, but I, I brought mm -hmm. my son to the group. So it was more like a family thing. We just danced and had fun. We had some um, uh, performances, but it was mostly locally in our church, which is also another interesting story because we uh, danced to support the building of our church there. And as you know, Qatar is a Muslim country and having a church there was really awesome and it was amazing to do to, to have and support the building of it and actually leaving uh, the course until it was built uh, recently. Anyway, we were uh, invited there to dance. We were invited in some uh, limited uh, shows, uh, but mostly it was about us uh, continuing what we used to do in uh, Greece. Uh, a very, very for me, a, a very important experience when, when is, was uh, when we danced at uh, Qatar University. Actually, what happened was uh, we have a teacher, we have a professor in our group, uh, Dr. Irini, and she had um, a student. She was Greek. She had a Greek student at the Qatar University. So that's how we got invited to dance ladies only in a ladies only audience in Qatar University. Wow. And that was the first time I danced Greek dances in front of a foreign uh, Qatari, mostly audience. I was amazed uh, how they perceived us. Of course, they were very happy to see their professor dancing. It was something cool <laughs> for mm -hmm. them to see. But when we danced to Zorba, wow, what happened was, you know, like, uh, a room full of uh, students, very young ones, mm -hmm. 18, 19 year olds. I didn't even realize that they knew the music of Zorba and they were cheering, clapping, dancing. It was amazing. I was, I had goosebumps. I, I really felt that we were really doing something there. Uh, unfortunately, the, the group uh, at some point stopped 
existing. Uh, I have to admit that I was not very um, uh, frequent there uh, because I started uh, working at the Greek school. It was too much work with a baby and mm-hmm. the kindergarten. I just had to build from scratch because there was no kindergarten. Anyway, uh, I didn't. I wasn't very much involved in the beginning. And then a lot of people left, uh, Apostolos left, um, Sketi, Mr. Mateos, a lot of uh, founding members left Qatar. This is what happens in Qatar. Nobody stays forever and it's constantly changing. So the group uh, at some point stopped to exist. And then what happened was uh, at 2017, um, it was a, a turning point for us because uh, there was a Dow show and uh, at first, uh, if uh, if I have the time, I need to explain the whole political situation in 2017 yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, Qatar. There was uh, a blockade. It was a very bad uh, crisis for Qatar. Mm-hmm. They had uh, been um, blocked from all the neighboring countries. So uh, what happened was that they started looking inside Qatar, inside the population, and uh, a lot of expats live in Qatar, of course. So they started giving uh, voices to those expats to ex- express themselves. So the first Dao show happened in 2017 in Qatar. Dao is their traditional uh, boats. Mm-hmm. This is how they are called. So it was a very beautiful show in Qatar. It's an area near the sea. And uh, for the first time, they invited uh, the Greeks to have a pavilion there. Wow. So... Um, I met uh, Mr. Panos de Laveris. He's uh, he's a person that has been for ages, maybe one of the first Greeks to arrive in Qatar. I met him in uh, reception, in, uh, I think in the Greek embassy. Anyway, what he told me was, uh, oh, you're a teacher in the Greek school. Okay, we're having this Dao show. It's the first time we're having a Greek pavilion there. So you should come. You should come with the uh, kids and uh, display something, do some workshop, do something, uh, have a Greek color with children, like a field trip. And I said, okay, Mr. Panos, let's do this. So the thing is that he also had the same idea with some uh, musicians that played Greek music. <laughs> so of course, when I heard Greek music playing, I couldn't stand still. So I started dancing and whoever wanted to dance with me, they, they just joined. And it was amazing that we could dance again. Unfortunately, I didn't know I couldn't dance in public. <laughs> so oh, some people were like, what are they doing? <laughs> like right. all, all elder people. They were like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, this is disrespectful. But in my mind, I wasn't doing anything disrespectful. I was just dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no police involved, so I would have probably stopped. But I didn't stop. Yeah. So Mr. Panos saw all this and he came back. He came back in December. And he told me that there's going uh, that uh, the Greeks are invited to an international parade that is going to take place. For uh, they have the uh, the Qatar National Day in December, so they've invited the Greeks to participate in the parade. And then Mr. Panos told me, "Why don't you dance there?" Uh, I said, "Are, are we going to be allowed?" So I'm I'm stressing this because it shows the how things escalated very quickly to when we couldn't dance and to being invited in just two or three months Mm -hmm. to dance there in public because a lot of things were changing then in Qatar towards the expat communities. 
So I said to Mr. Panos, of course, yes, we'll go and dance. We didn't have any group, we didn't have anything. I said, just, I just said yes, like that, uh, I'll find someone. So I, I contacted Irini, our original teacher. Uh, Apostolos was not there at the moment. And so we started forming. She, she was very, very reluctant, like, I, I'm not going to do this again. It's too much time and energy. I said, please, Irini, only for this time, only once. Let's go dance there. And uh, it's okay if you don't want to continue. So we formed the group. We were like, uh, we were six, three ladies and three, three gentlemen. And we started uh, rehearsing again. It was awesome. We started rehearsing and we appeared on the show. It was live TV. This yeah. is also interesting because we didn't know it was going to be live. And of course, they had to, to check everything about our appearance. And the interesting part was that uh, Mr. Panos, uh, again, he had this brilliant idea to have costumes. So I said, oh, I brought my costume because I was going to be uh, the one to hold the Greek flag. I had my costume from Crete, but nobody mm -hmm. else had costumes. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Pano said, let's make costumes for everybody else. Everybody else. And I was like, uh, how can we do this? It's in Qatar. We don't have anybody to know right. how to make a Greek costume. Uh, we don't have time. It was like two weeks before the show. But Mr. Panos was very determined. And his wife, Lindy, the Laveris, they made the impossible happen. They oh copied my, my, uh, my uh, costume. We actually didn't want to have a, a Cretan costume because we're not going to dance Cretan dances. So it would be awkward to dance Macedonian dances with the Cretan costume. So we kind of improvised there and made the costume based on uh, uh, more of uh, Amalia costume, which is not mm -hmm. uh, characterized by any territory in Greece, uh, with the Cretan touches. Anyway, it became our uniform. It's not a specific uh, specific costume of any part of Greece. That's why we could dance all the different dances with that. Uh, so we had these costumes made. Mr. Panos made it happen. It was amazing. So we danced there. And before the show, they found out that it's going to be in live TV. And after all the checking we had about our costumes, about everything, everything that should have been according to uh, the rules, Mm -hmm. They decided that we couldn't hold hands. Uh, men and women are not supposed to hold hands in uh, live TV at that point. Yes, and so, oh, what are we going to do? So we had scarves and we didn't, I mean, it, it was a, a peculiar kind of Greek dancing. It sure. was not the real thing. It was the Qatari uh, situation there. And the fun part was after the... Um, the traditional dancing we had of course had to do zorba uh, it was something that uh, the organizing committee asked us repeatedly and we couldn't dance in our costumes our uh, amalia costumes we couldn't dance zorba in that mm -hmm. so we had a break and changed and changed to the costumes uh, with a white shirt and uh, black trousers mm -hmm. and the show was on and we were we only had like five minutes to change, which changed very quickly. Yeah. And just before going up on the stage, they told us, "No, girls cannot go out like this." <laughs> Is it because of the pants, or because of the pants? Maybe the white shirt. I don't oh, know what happened exactly. 
but uh, I was so, so determined to dance up there. Uh, it was our big break and it was our only chance because as I told you, it was one time and then we're not gonna dance again. So I just pushed somebody on stage. <laughs> I don't know what happened <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I love that. I'm okay and with we that. went <laughs> up there, yes, by pushing. And we danced and nothing happened. Everybody was clapping, cheering, and very happy about this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is how we established ourselves on live TV and in the Qatari mindset. And of course, yeah. the situation with all the blockade and all the things uh, simultaneously changing in Qatar helped us to, uh, from, from then on, to have a very, very interesting and uh, quick, uh, rapid growth in our Mm -hmm. group, which I can go on, but maybe you need to ask some other questions, but I leave like, (laughs) I'll pause here and talk about it later, maybe. I feel like that's so interesting to think about how to display our Greek culture in a culture that has some very strong, you know, rules and or social norms that, you know, kind of clash, if you will, with Greek dancing, like holding hands, you know what I mean? It's not like you were up there, you know, belly dancing around or, you know what I mean? Um, That's just fascinating to me because we think about like, you don't think about that here, you know, if anything, we have to like, beg the kids to hold each other's hands when they're learning because they, you know, the boys don't want to touch the girls and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it's just, it's so fascinating. I wouldn't, I would have never thought about that. And I, again, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about culture in Qatar and the, in the Middle East in general, but, um, what other kind of differences are there? Like, obviously when you first performed, it was all females performing for all females. So that was different and it was indoors it wasn't live tv um do you think it would be would have been different if it was like all women performing together on live tv or was it would it have been different if there were all men i'm just trying to get a sense of like more of the background I think, of that i think what happened is that it was the first time that they faced this challenge and they mm-hmm. didn't actually know how to react and they didn't have very strict rules we were very respectful our sure. costumes were very respectful, but they were a little bit nervous about what might have happened or might mm-hmm. happen. Uh, so we were very, very careful about this because in Qatar, we, we, did, we didn't want to make anybody um, talk about us in mm-hmm. a bad way mm-hmm. and uh, show disrespect. No, no, this was uh, not in our intentions yeah. ever. So I th- I think that mainly it was um, a lack of rules, not the rules themselves that was the problem there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we tried to handle it as discreetly as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we said yes to every change they made. They made a lot of changes until we appeared. But the last minute change, I couldn't take because this costume was already checked. It was already approved. Yeah. So I, I figured that there was no point in canceling it in the last moment. Yeah. yeah. So this is what happened. And the, the, the fact that this happened in 2017, December, and the fact that two years later, we were dancing with the same costumes, the same whole setup in front of His Highness, the Emir of Qatar, wow. says a lot about wow. the country. 
the country that started like this towards the expat community. And then in only two years, everything changed. And th wow. this, is the, this is the amazing thing about this country, that it has the ability to transform and to change and to move on very, very rapidly in all aspects. Yeah, that's a, a very interesting point because I, I feel like a lot of countries are not that progressive with social things, right? So if you were to take that example and put it to wherever you know our listeners might be living now, I mean, we can think about things that we wanted to change but have not happened in two years, especially, you know, that much of a change, right? That significant of a change. Wow, that's amazing. It, it just adds this whole layer of complexity to something that is so effortless and fun. And then you layer on the complexity of dancing around the rules. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it, it's kind of mind blowing because we don't even, we don't have to think twice. I mean, right now, you know, we think twice about holding hands and all that because of COVID, but not, mm -hmm not because of any social restrictions or, you know. So I'm, I'm curious, so how has COVID affected uh, you in Qatar? Uh, actually COVID caught us in the peak of our activities mm -hmm. because uh, after 2017, this uh, show in live TV, uh, we got a lot of invitations. We danced a lot, a lot of people came to our group. Uh, what happened was that uh, after this uh, show in 2017, that was going to be one time show, I begged Irini to start giving the dance lessons again. I literally begged her, <laughs> but she was, no, I'm not going to do this. This is my decision. We had a deal. Uh, Irini, if you hear this, I'm very sorry about being so persistent with you. <laughs> But then Irini said something magical. She said, you know how to dance. You've been dancing your whole life. You've been dancing in Crete. Go on, organize it. And uh, I've talked to some people there and uh, we said, okay, let's, let's organize it and see how it goes. Everybody shows what they can. I was not a dance teacher at the moment. Uh, later on, I um, uh, got a master's degree in uh, dance, but this is another story. Anyway, when it started after 2017, we didn't have a, you know, a teacher to to help us. It really helped as much as she could, but anyway, it was a, a group uh, a group thing. You know, we gathered, and then the the invitations came flying. <laughs> uh, they, they they invited us everywhere. So um, this is how the group grew larger and we had a lot of people being involved like uh, we started making our own uniforms again and uh, we had somebody to take care of our uh, financials kiki was there i'm very bad with numbers and somebody <laughs> took care of the music uh, costas was doing all the music uh, parts of the shows and the lessons uh, we had uh, uh, Dr. Irini showed showed uh, some dances. Dora showed also dances. I mean, it was it was a group um, uh, effort, and everybody did as as much as they could. So um, then it happened that we had a lot of invitations to dance in um, uh, places where Qatari people were. So mm -hmm. we became known, and to reach 2020 when COVID stuck. Uh, 
that, that got us really into the peak of our um, uh, activities. So uh, Apostolos was back, uh, Irini was more involved, I was already in my master's degree and we had a very, very nice team of teachers and dancers. And we were invited and we actually had some uh, invitations to dance like twice in the same day. And it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. We were dancing the whole time. Uh, my family was constantly seeing me in a uniform and it was like, they were very supportive. I want to thank them on that. But sometimes they were like, again? <laughs> they were seeing me more in uniform than in my normal clothes. So uh, yes, and then COVID struck and we had to lock down. We stayed at home. And then Carolina, with her brilliant ideas, really, Carolina is uh, is very, very innovative. Her ideas are perfect. She had this idea to dance from our houses and make a video. We actually made a Sirtos dance, like your podcast, mm -hmm. but uh, Cretan, uh, Hanyoticos Sirtos. Okay. So, yeah, it was uh, Carolina's idea. Costas made all the editing. It was like dancing again from our houses. It was very nice. And uh, then... Another interesting thing happened during COVID, uh, after the restrictions were a little bit lifted, a little bit, not uh, really. Uh, I forgot to mention that the lessons, the dance lessons, were uh, taking place in my house, in my building. Mm. We had a function room before COVID. Mm -hmm. and so I gathered everybody there and uh, we rented the uh, function room. It was a room for, uh, for events. And we danced there, but during COVID, the function room was closed and everything was closed, gyms and everything was closed. So uh, at some point I had to go to the embassy for uh, something I had to do for the school. And I, I of course, always on my mind, it's uh, the, our group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw this place, I said, oh, the embassy, mm, interesting. <laughs> so I thought I might just pop a question there and say, well, listen, since everything is closed, maybe we can practice here. That's awesome. The ambassador was not there at the moment because it was between change of shifts for the ambassadors. So we were expecting a new ambassador. And of course, the, the personnel of the embassy couldn't give me an answer. And I said, I know the ambassador is not here yet, but maybe you can ask her and uh, see what happens. So I didn't expect much. But after a couple of days, the ambassador was not there yet. Mm -hmm. I just got a call from a lady in the embassy, Ageliki, and she told me that she has called the ambassador and Her Excellency was very happy to hear this. And she wanted to uh, first come to Qatar, of course, and uh, sort out uh, some logistics. And it was quite possible that this might happen. So I was like, Wow, this is amazing. We, we, we During COVID, we could dance. So that was what happened. She came to Qatar. She, of course, she's a very, very bright lady. She had her sources. Even the Qatari people told her everything about us, the best comments. Mm -hmm. And when we met, she was very enthusiastic about it. And she said this key phrase that made me forget about the protocol. I wanted to hug her. She <laughs> said... <laughs> She said, here, you are home, which was amazing. It yeah. brought tears to my eyes. And yes, so during COVID, we had uh, Carolina's idea about the Sintos video. And uh, the 
ambassador support to have our dance lessons in the embassy and this is uh, where they happen until now. That is so amazing. How cool, what a cool experience too for people to be able to say like, oh, oh we practice at the embassy. Exactly, exactly. The feeling was amazing because you were feeling that you were dancing in Greek soil. Of course, yeah. It's, it's got to be validating, too, to have that support, that backing from the embassy. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, it is, it is. Also, the first time they invited us to dance at the reception was a milestone for our group. It happened many years later after the founding of the group. It happened in uh, 2018. Uh, so the ambassador at the time, uh, we were in uh, contact for uh, some other uh, uh, events and he said, oh, so we're going to have the reception in the Greek embassy. Uh, do you want to come and uh, dance? And I was, um, give me a second, I need to breathe first. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. It, I, I didn't expect that. It was really amazing. And ever since, it's been like a natural thing for us to dance at the reception, which was not before. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Carolina, can you tell us more about the video that you made? And, and Because we struggled with that as well. When COVID hit, you know, at that time, I most most recently just moved to Florida because my parents live down here. But we were both living outside or around Washington, D.C., and everything stopped. Every like, I mean, it was just super lockdown, right? You couldn't gather at church. You couldn't even do like outside practices. And obviously it was kind of still cold in the D.C. area because that was around March. Um, but I know we had tried, Evan had tried to do some online dance lessons from home. And after a while, it was just so difficult. So tell us about the video and the lessons that you guys did and and what kind of came out of that i think um thank you very much for asking i think that um the thing was that we were all isolated suddenly and unexpectedly and we still wanted to feel that feeling of being united as a group and um so we were always in regular contact on whatsapp <laughs> we were messaging just anything right. just to stay in contact with each other and, um, and on my Facebook, I have a lot of different Greek um, uh, Facebook pages from different places. And I had the Creed and Brotherhood. So it wasn't my original idea. Uh, I saw actually the Creed and Brotherhood of Melbourne. They did something very similar to what we did. And, um, and it gave me the idea. And so I contacted Katerina, who's always so supportive. And, um, and I knew that she'd say yes. Right. <laughs> And, um, Every time and, Carolina contacted me, I was like, oh, God, what now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, you know, sometimes when you come up with an idea, you, you think, uh, will everybody want to jump on board with this or not, you know? And I don't know what it is with our group, Katerina, but somehow everybody just um, is so cooperative and so, um, you know, so... Um, motivated and so yes yeah, straight away i actually i i said the idea we put it out there and nothing really came of it at first and so then i thought okay to get this happening maybe i should start off and so i had a friend of mine who lives a couple of doors down from me because i live in a villa mm -hmm. uh, most places in kata when you work in kata they provide you with accommodation and so i live in a street that's just all ladies 
So yeah. single ladies, villas. And um, even though I've got a family, they're not with me. I'm on my own here. Yeah. So I live in a villa and they're just all ladies along the street, no children or anything. <laughs> so it's very quiet. And yeah. <laughs> so I called a friend of mine, uh, a couple of villas down, and I said to her, would you mind just coming and filming me? I just want to do a dance. And she was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> so she came up and um, and so I did this dance and I think I posted it, Katerina, on WhatsApp, I think. Um, and that got everyone started. And I was just hoping, I was saying, oh, my gosh, I just hope that everyone also joins in and um, and contributes. And everyone did. And it turned out more amazing than I would ever have imagined. It was just something that I still every now and then go back to and, um, and play it and watch it yeah. because everybody just had their own take on it as well. And it wasn't a Katarina. It was just um, wonderful. It really... Exactly. Yes, at that time where everyone was so isolated, it just brought us together again. And it's a so fantastic it's idea. That's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's um, part of our group's history, I think, mm -hmm. because we do have a history. You know, from what Katarina was saying, I wasn't with them in 2017. So there's people joining and leaving all the time because of, you know, um, work reasons and various things come up and you have to return to your country. Mm -hmm. But it's an evolving group, but we have a history. And mm -hmm. this is one of the things that was very historical, I think. And yeah. I love it. I think it's so important too to um, preserve the history of the group because, I mean, you, you all are writing it right now. You know, we're, we're living it and we're writing it. Um, but because it's such a transient community, there's a lot of beauty there. You actually get to touch a lot of people. And then what, what you do with them in Qatar could influence what they go back and do wherever, you know, wherever they may be living. It might be like, I had such a good time doing this there. I might as well try to start something at home or, you know, um, so the, the ripple effect in like doing a video like that, where you're encouraging everyone during this lockdown to take some time and just dance is sustained or can be sustained for so much longer than just, just the impact of lockdown. Exactly. Maria, you made a very good point. If I may add that mm -hmm. uh, because of this uh, situation in Qatar, that people are uh, going and leaving all the time. Uh, what happens is what Carolina said, that having this history and having lived all these moments together, we're still a group. For example, I'm in Greece right now. A lot of people have returned also in uh, Greece, but they're still in the group. They're still very active in the group. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have Yanis, uh, uh, he's in the States. <laughs> and oh, so right. everywhere we go I, our, at our next stations, we always have these experiences lived inside us and we transfer them to wherever else we go after that yeah Gosh, it's, it's, it's so really important. kind of crazy how how dance is this fabric that really pulls us all together and i mean the more me and maria have talked to people and we see the connections and how much how much we all have in common not just have in common but our our paths have crossed so many times with people all over the country and we never even realized that, hey, I met you 12 years ago and we never even knew each other's names until we're sitting on a, you know, a computer screen talking about our passion for dance. And right. it's um, it's crazy how how interconnected we are. Um, but then to take a you know program like yours and exactly that, I mean, you come together in Qatar, but then you go here, you go there, and all of a sudden you have a friend in London when you're visiting. You have a friend in, 
China. You have a friend. I mean, it can be anywhere because that's what dance does for us. It brings us together. It's that, it's that family. It's that connection that, I mean, I think we understand that we need it, but so many people need it and don't even realize how much they need it. And it's, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. What you said about family, Evan, is also very important. That Please note that in Qatar, not many people have their families with. So we're there and our families is our chosen families, yeah. as you very well put it before. So the dance group is our chosen family. We are connected like this because we were alone in Qatar. Our families were in other places. So it's another thing that connected us. It really does. I mean, I live in Washington, D.C. My family is all in New York. Um, exactly. And every Sunday when I go to dance, it's, I mean, I I was there last Sunday and we had two new dancers in the group for the first time. And it just, we just started talking as if we knew each other for years. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't take long for that connection to be there because, you know, you're already starting with the same passion, the same love of the culture, the dance, the music. Um, and from there, just you, you let it carry you away. So. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I think I think also uh, dance is a language because I think that um, when when everybody saw me dancing, they just thought that I was which village are you from in Greece type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, and yeah, so I think that people were quite surprised. Um, that I'm not, you know, by birth Greek, uh, but um, as I said, it's a language and it's a connection that you have with people. And the good thing about our group is that we're all different ages and it doesn't matter. And, you know, we've got people who are um, older generation who probably didn't have the chance to be in a dance group in Greece, in Athens, and, you know, where they have sort of professional dancers and they have groups where maybe they're selective Ours is not a selective group. We just select everyone because we love everyone and we just want to spread the joy to everybody. So everyone is welcome in our group. And like you said, uh, someone new starts and they just become part of the family instantly. There's just a connection there when you have dance. You have something in common. You you all have that love of dance. And once the music comes on, <laughs> you just get lost in it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, and- every time I hear that, it just reminds me of um an interview we did where the the line was the music just takes you or it's uh it possesses you it's like mm-hmm. your body's possessed and you you have no idea what your body's doing it's just it takes control of you and that's that's the feeling for me that i always i always seek out yeah absolutely yeah, like you can learn the steps anyone can learn the steps but to feel the steps to feel it is a different thing altogether and um and so, you know, when we're dancing, I think that um, you're also the same, Katrin. I'm speaking on behalf of everyone. I don't even really have to think about my feet. They just move. They just, mm-hmm. um, the music just takes you away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So that was, that's also our goal. Uh, we, we're not emphasizing very much in uh, the structure and the steps. Uh, because as I mentioned, I was not the... Uh, a teacher at first. I was not a dance teacher at first. So the, the, the lesson itself was a lot kindergarten-ish. It was very different than a structured dance lesson. 
So what what we emphasized this uh, was the the feeling and what Carolina very very eloquently eloquently put uh, the the you dance from your soul you express yourself you you let yourself feel and uh, connect with the group because mm -hmm. Greek dances are community dances we dance all together so that's mm -hmm. that's the main idea yeah that's I think that's so huge and sometimes I think um, not speaking for everyone here in the states but I think at times you can lose focus of that in in dance groups because there are certain groups that are very focused on and this is just the history of the group this is what they've been from almost their inception they're focused on kind of competition or performance or stuff like that and when you get to have those practices where you can just let those guards down and just really encourage the kids to feel the music or whoever the students are just to feel it you know to get into it it's such a different type of practice you know um, and sometimes it doesn't happen a whole lot because you're trying to teach you know all these different sets and there's a lot of content to teach so you don't get comfortable enough with it where you can just like ease into it and, and just really feel it and I think a huge part of that too is um, having live music as opposed to dancing just from a tape is, or a tape mm. Lord, <laughs> you know whatever music is now <laughs> um, but cassette tapes or exactly cassette tape that live music makes makes such a difference such a huge difference and like that I think was the hardest thing for me during COVID was not having any like Greek nights or festivals or anything yeah. like that because I was just like I just need one one hour of live Greek music you know I mean maybe more than that but um, how are things now with COVID like do you think the group will be getting back together soon how is that going well, with COVID in um, Qatar, they've handled the situation very well over here. Mm -hmm. uh, people were vaccinated very quickly. And so um, so I think that, you know, there's a lot that's already opened up. As Great. far as our dancing group goes, I'm here for now. And as we said, we're very transient. I don't know if I'll be here next year. I'm not sure. But I would say that we will get a call um, when they have the World Cup soccer, which is 2022. I would imagine that we would get a call inviting us to that because we've dance at the IAAF. We were in the opening ceremony for that in 2019, I think that was. And we were at the El Shikab Show Jumping Festival, which had Athena Onassis um, participating in that. That was in 2020. So we've been at some world-class events. Wow. And I think that we will be invited to that because we're a very professional group. So even though Katarina said, you know, some of our lessons are like kindergarten or something, it's just because we have fun and we want yeah, to make it fun. We keep it fun, but we're very professional at the same time. And if you see us dancing, I think, in my opinion, <laughs> I think that we could be compared to the best groups in Greece because of how we feel about it. And we're representing the country. And so we feel that as well. We feel that responsibility of representing the country, you know, internationally, because um, if you go onto YouTube, you will see us dancing on there at the IAAF festival, uh, at the IAAF opening ceremony. And, um, and that was an international event. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we are a professional dance group and we do represent the country with a lot of honor and respect. That's amazing. That's yeah. Fun and games stop when we have an appearance. Of course. <laughs> this. A lot of people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not I can become, become very <laughs> persistent. Yeah, but yes. you, have to, you have to have fun in there. To detail. Great. 
Yeah, there's a great book. I'm going to mess up the title, but it's something, everything I learned in life, I learned in kindergarten. So that kindergarten style serves people well. So I'm okay. I, That's the feedback that. I get. That's the feedback I get. They have fun and they enjoy it. And, uh, but when it comes to dancing in such uh, events, as Carolina mentioned, uh, a lot of the fun stops, believe me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more harsh. But yeah. um, we, very all, proud we all to want say, to do our best. So, yeah. 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 We did our best in there. Uh, we, we rose to every occasion. That's why they keep calling us back. Amazing. It's funny because um, I was with my old students, uh, which it's been three years since I taught them, I mm -hmm. think. Three years. Maybe a little um, bit more. I was with them a couple of weeks ago for a festival in New York, and they asked me to dance with them. Um, and after we danced, and I, I just... We went back to the dressing rooms and I just looked at them like, what happened to you? Like, where did this come from? How did you guys, how did you guys learn to dance so good? <laughs> like, how'd you pull this together? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, I feel like you guys have like just blown up. Like it was amazing. They, they everything was so synchronized. They were right on top of every step, their style, their, they were just completely working together and they looked amazing and um and then because i mean you know i'm like whatever i'll dance with you just tell me where you want me in the circle like no you need to lead i'm like but I, you haven't practiced with me like and these were my students they never performed they were young at the time mm -hmm. so only two of them actually performed in my performance group with me they were all in the younger group just as my students so like you've never danced with me you don't you don't want me to be your leader. You, you should have somebody that you're used to leading. Like, no, 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 we need you in front. Like, like okay, whatever, I'm not gonna argue. I'll do whatever you tell me. <laughs> so it was just, it was incredible. But then the, the funny part was afterwards, and I'm, I'm asking them, I'm like, what, how did you get so good? What are you, like, what are you talking about? You put the fear of God in us when you taught. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. Was I that mean to you? They're like, absolutely. I'm like, really? I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to be mean. They're like, no, no, no. It was they mean in the it. best way because <laughs> you taught us the discipline that we needed, the foundation that we needed to be good dancers, and and that just resonated so much to me because mm -hmm. it really. I mean, the they were proven that it's just the foundation that they learned it, it stuck with them and there even though you know there was a few mistakes here and there in the the performance foundationally their footwork their style that they, they were accurate in every region they danced and it just it blew my mind and but it's funny because they were saying how how mean i was <laughs> but in the same breath you know they had a they had a lot of fun and because I was so strict with them, they said that that's what really gave them the appreciation for dance and the passion to really keep it going. So mm -hmm. the moral of the story is, you know, discipline isn't necessarily a bad thing. You need that structure. You need that. You need that. Uh, I mean, if you want to be good, you have to you have to stick to it and you have to push through. And I mean, it's fun and games that, to a certain point, but then the work has to start and <laughs> zip it yep. and dance <laughs> yep. what you said Evan reminded me of my teacher in Crete uh, 
and he's like this tall Cretan guy, very quiet, but very calm, but at the same time, uh, very uh, energetic. So he, uh, he was very strict. He, he, he was pushing us to our limits. Our feet were burning. Everything was so hard, but we kept going. We kept going and uh, he was very inspiring. And that's, that was what made me uh, be able to transmit all I know to Qatar yeah. because of his uh, style, because mm -hmm. otherwise I would have forgotten everything. But mm -hmm. yeah. this somehow stuck in my mind because I have done it like trillion times. And mm -hmm. he, he was never, it was never enough. Yeah. I had yeah. to do more. Sifis <laughs> Viglakis is his name. Do you have a favorite dance or a favorite region of dance that you do? And I know this question stumps a lot of people because <laughs> we love to dance so much, but um, I'm curious if you have, if there's something that just always, no matter what your mood is, when you hear that song, it just takes you away. <laughs> okay, I don't know the names of some of the dances that we do. <laughs> But I, I know that I love them, but the, the dances that I was doing in Cyprus, um, uh, we were doing the typical Cypriot dances. So the, the first women's dance, the second women's dance, the third yeah. women's dance, you know, I won't say it in Greek because my Greek is, um, is fine, but I don't think that other people might understand me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we do those dances and the, the dances with the stamina and things like that. And um, so I really enjoy all the Cypriot traditional dances. And with uh, the Greek dancing, I love Spalis, I love um, Gotsaris, I love, I know that some of the dances are men only, but I've also danced them. Um, and um, and I don't know what the name of the dance was, Katarina, if you can remember at the church when we danced inside of the church. And uh, there was just this beautiful dance where we all wind into the middle and then we unwind oh, again. Okay, yes, that's the one. I just love that dance. Yeah. It's just the music just is so... I don't know. That's the one that really does it for me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I was so happy to be part of that. Yeah. So I think visually, um, you know, people watching. I just think it's a beautiful dance to watch as well. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a stunning dance. I mean, it's so fun to do too because yeah. all the changes and the the way yeah. the circle moves and everybody's moving together and just that energy. Yeah. You said every region has its own uh, characteristics and its own beauty. So it's very hard to distinguish. I mean, uh, what can you say about dances of uh, Thrace or Macedonia or yeah. the difference in the in the steps and the dances from the islands? It's it's amazing the diversity, but the feeling that the, each region gives you it's so unique and uh, very beautiful. But of course, my heart is in Crete. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would say Crete, uh, not wanted to not wanting to um, undermine other regions which are fascinating as well in their own way. It's just that my heart is there. I mean, Crete definitely has that power to it. It has that. It's not for for me um, with Crete and dancing. It's not even just the the footwork, the steps, mm -hmm. the style. But the music is so powerful and the message and the, the stories and just the emotion in all of it is just so rich. So it's, I mean, every region has beautiful music too, but there's something that about Cretan music that it just, it grabs you by the, the soul and it just. Mm -hmm. it, and what I love about Cretan dancing is that you can improvise a lot. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you, you show your dancing style. You can uh, you can find yourself in creating dances. You can find your own pace, your own uh, not pace, your own style. Your, you you can uh, transform into what whatever you want to do. It's it's amazing what happens when you are uh, out there doing your solo in the Cretan dances. In, a... in other in other regions too, but uh, I, I remember strongly when the first time uh, our teacher said, uh, "Go in front and uh, <laughs> improvise." I was like, what is this? What? You know, a city girl from me. I, I know that in a lot of places in, in Greece, they do that, in Panigiria, in everywhere, but I've never done it before because in all the groups I danced, I just danced the normal steps. And then I had to improvise. And I, and, uh, I did this also in Qatar. I, I said to my students, go ahead, improvise. It's your turn. We, had, we took turns that everybody led the dance. And uh, Carolina will let you know how the feeling was. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, it was difficult at first, but then you start to find how to express yourself like that. And it's a whole new level then. Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful thing happening with Cretan dance in America, at least, where, I mean, Cretan dance, I think for ages here was just this, everything was lumped together into one category of Cretan. Um, but now there's this, there's this exploration into Cretan dance where, okay, Crete, mm -hmm. a, Crete is a very large island and every region has its own characteristics within the island of Crete. And then within the region, the villages have their own characteristics. They have their own specific dances. So now there's this, there's this exploration into okay, not all Cretan dancing is the same. Not, not every village does the high kicks and the mm -hmm. big fancy showy stuff. You know, there's regions that focus more so on intricate footwork and stay low to the ground. And there's regions that are more subdued and soft and others that are more loud and expressive. And um, so that to me, with Cretan dance, especially right now, is, is kind of an interesting phenomenon where we're, we're really broadening our our scope and our view of what Cretan dancing means, which I mean that I, I love that exploration. I think this is also the essence of the traditional dancing in Greece. I mean, it was never a stage dance. It was something that the village did and uh, different villages danced differently because they had their own style. So not only in Crete, but all over Greece when yeah. Back in the days, the traditional dances, that, that's the traditional way. Yeah. You don't do like a form. Every yeah. village has, a, every, every family has their own style. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's actually, that's card. a beautiful thing about, I, I know like Macedonian dances have that a lot where there's, there's dances named after the family that did that okay. dance. You mm -hmm. know, it, um, it's not just the village, but the actual I mean, it was broken down even to the to the family units. So um, that that kind of detail, that storyline, it just brings me a whole new level of joy when when we talk about dance and that it's more than just oh, this is Macedonia, this is Thrace. Like no, this is this family from this mm -hmm. village. <laughs> exactly. Um. Gosh, what, what would you tell someone 
like what's the coolest part of of living or visiting Qatar living in or visiting that's kind of a curveball question well for me it's uh, the rapid growth of the country I've lived there since uh, 2013 uh, until uh, very recently and I've experienced uh, actually the build of cities I mean wow. cities were built <laughs> Uh, I lived in an area that was uh, uh, an island, it's called the Pearl, it's inside the sea, but there was not there, it, it, it wasn't there before, they built it, and then next to the Pearl now, uh, in 2013 it was desert, and then a city emerged, now we have Lusail there, another city, it's, it's amazing to see this country developing so fast, it's, it's it's a pace, it's a rhythm that sometimes you just cannot keep up with. I got lost in the streets a lot of times because they were so constantly changing with all the works. It's a constant work in progress, Qatar. This is the amazing fact for me. Yeah. Karen. And for me, I, I feel that um, the wonderful thing about Qatar is the people, actually. And... Um, I just love seeing the the men walking in there. I think it's called the Kandora. They have the long white robe and um, and they're so regal. The way they they're everyday people, but they look so regal. And so when you go to the shopping malls and everything, everything's so spotlessly clean. They have cleaners everywhere, cleaning all the time, and so it's just so hygienic and everything. And this is even before COVID. Right. And um, so I love the shopping malls here. I love the people. Um, and as Katarina said, they're developing a lot. And they're still building Katarina at the Pearl. So luckily you're not living there. But you'd have all the noise to deal with. And um, <laughs> they're always building. <laughs> and, uh, and I think there's just a real excitement here. When I was at one of the malls before COVID, they were showing all the football matches on big screens, getting all of the population excited about the World Cup in 2022. And so everybody was, um, you know, really joyous about that. And people got very much into sport, including women, which was really men who were into football before. But even the women here, I saw them standing, looking at the big screens in the shopping malls. And so there's all these Mag everything that's done here is magnificent so there's these magnificent stadiums that have already been built and so um so it has developed a lot and I was actually here in 2002 2003 wow. and so when I came back I just couldn't believe the difference because back then it was really just desert and a couple of buildings here and there and now it's um world-class skyscrapers and um and yeah and it has uh, developed a lot but I think that you know, just going back to dancing in public and things like that, I would say the World Cup has influenced that. I think that they're trying to be more, um, you know, sort of open-minded and more westernised and more appealing to the Western uh, public. And so I think that they've sort of become more um, embracing of all the different cultures because at the IAAF, it wasn't just the Greek dancers there. We had dancers from India. We had dancers from Africa. Every nationality that's living here, they wanted to show that they respect all of our own cultures and nationalities. And um, and it's become kind of, in a way, um, a little bit multicultural compared to before. But, of course, there's still those rules in place. Sure, and, sure. you know, we still abide by those rules. We respect that, you know, this is their country. and um, But they have allowed us to dance in public and they appreciate us as well. Yeah. It's so beautiful to see that the country is developing a sense of um, 
I'm going to use a word that I think has been misconstrued, um, like patriotism. And I, I truly mean that in the sense of pride in one's culture and country, as opposed to what people may spin that as in America these days. Um, but as they're developing, you know, this patriotism in, in their country, this pride, they're also bringing in the cultures that create um, current Qatari culture, you know what I mean? That, that are influencers in the culture. And that's so beautiful. I think that's, it's really amazing to be accepted like that. And I think some of probably the, the best events that we have performed at have been, um, or we have taken groups to perform at, where we can bring the Greek culture and infuse it into something that is very um, patriotic or very um, American. So an example for me, um, and I'll give you like a, a blockbuster example, and then one that's like a little bit, you know, more common, um, was performing, having the kids perform at the White House for Greek Independence Day. Like that, the White House is the symbol of, one of the symbols of America, right? And being able to be there and, you know, to have, like you walk into the, the White House and you have, it's decorated with olive trees and it, it has Greek music playing. Like that just was such an infusion of cultures. It was like a little bit trippy because then you go there again, you know, after that and you don't see that, but that's what like sticks in your mind. But that, you know, being a blockbuster event and then we've done so many performances with our groups where it's like at a school, you know, and they're celebrating all the different cultures in the school with like, you know, um, one school we did up in New York, it was like super, a very high immigrant population school, like in a, in a city. So, I mean, there were probably like 50 different cultures represented at this night, but it's just so amazing when you see places building their own culture by supporting everybody else who's there. You know, I think what a great experience. And I feel like you all in Qatar are representing, you know, you're representing all of Greece. It's not just, you're not just representing your dance group, right? You are the stamp of Greece in Qatar. And that's such a cool and heavy thing, but it's amazing. I love it. I can't wait to see you all perform at the World Cup. I'm going to be cheering on my couch. <laughs> Marie, you said a very interesting uh, phrase. You said the infusion of cultures. That's exactly the essence that uh, I have from Qatar. And uh, in particularly this uh, uh, event that we participated in, the opening ceremony of the IAAF uh, World Athletics Championship, that was the key of the choreography. So uh, I remind you, it's, it's after the blockade and uh, Qatar is starting to look into the expat communities, but the, it, it's, it's a national, it's, it's a very big event for uh, Qatar to be hosting these uh, international games. Mm -hmm. So uh, a brilliant choreographer from uh, Australia, uh, Mr. Jason Coleman was uh, the artistic director of the ceremony. And his idea was to put people uh, in their own national costumes, doing their own steps of their dances. We had, as Carlina said, uh, people from Japan with their kimonos, beautiful Japanese ladies, uh, Russia, Sri Lankan ladies, from all over the world, doing their own steps into the same music. Oh, wow. So that was, the, that was the amazing thing about the opening ceremony, that you heard the same music, you had lines, and everybody was dancing to their own steps. And then we were in front of the Amir, it was a VVIP uh, ceremony, 
uh, broadcasted all over the world, but the audience was very small. It was the VVIPs of the uh, event. So then in front of them, we danced the same choreography, simple one, which was our own, uh, let's say, uh, problem because uh, we don't even dance Zorba in our own costume, in these costumes. So how could we dance a choreography that everybody was going to do choreographed by uh, uh, somebody who didn't have any idea of the Greek dances? Mm -hmm. So what we did was ask Jason, uh, maybe we could uh, do the choreography, but with a Greek style. <laughs> For example, the turns, the lady put their arms in their uh, waist. So uh, we... And he said, yes, this is fantastic. This is what we're looking at. We're looking at everybody dancing at the same tune, the same thing, but the, in their own unique way, which is actually what describes the whole of Qatar. Everybody uh, has their own culture. There are people from all over the globe. I mean, all over the globe. Everybody's there, but they live in harmony mm. and they uh, preserve their own character living together in harmony this is this is a, what it is about that's so beautiful that's so amazing makes me want to like book a trip <laughs> <laughs> you know that's beautiful i become dance with us right exactly i'll take uh hiatus from from work here <laughs> and it's funny because um the hospital that i used to work at up in washington dc they have i don't think it's it's a hospital over there but they support a pediatric cardiac program. Um, there were a few nurses who would go there and then um, kind of there were nurses that were, I don't want to say they were nurses for the hospital that I work at, but we were together, like they would receive education from us and stuff like that. Um, but one of my colleagues would go there all the time. Um, I'm like, how cool is it? She's like, it's a really long flight, but it's cool. <laughs> I was like, it's oh. an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. You, if you get the chance, I would highly recommend yeah, absolutely. It's on my list. You're very welcome. And if you come here, make sure you contact our group. And I will. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll be dancing by then and we can dance together. And also there's um, two lovely Greek restaurants here, as well as I think there's a Greek cafe. I haven't been to it, but we were supposed to dance there at one point when COVID struck. And I don't think that actually happened. Yeah. So we have the Halas, I think it is, isn't it, Katerina at um, Katara Halas restaurant. And, um, no, how, how do you say it? I'm not sure. Yes, hello. And then it's Mykonos in Intercontinental Hotel. And then it's Kalimera Cafe, the one you mentioned. Very accurate. Yes. With COVID hopefully coming to an end, um, I'm curious, what are your future plans for your dance group? And where do you, where do you see all of this going um, in the future? Uh, our future plans? Well, I hope that we can come back together in Qatar and that we're able to perform again because it's something that I really miss and um, and I look forward to having the opportunity to do that. My future plans, I'll be returning to Cyprus after I leave here. I'm a teacher here and so we usually have a two-year contract and my contract will come to an end in 2022 and my intention is to not renew but to return to Cyprus at that stage and so I'm looking forward to that but I have enjoyed my time in Qatar and if there are dance opportunities here I'll be on the first plane to come back and join our group again especially if we dance the World Cup <laughs> I'll be here for sure <laughs> so um, as I mentioned before 
for uh, I'm in Greece now for uh, some time. I left uh, the beginning of this year. So my base is going to be Greece for now on. But of course, dancing never stops wherever you are. And uh, we're actually planning something new here and quite unique that is going to start in Greece, hopefully really soon. And uh, it's dance related, of course, but I cannot reveal a lot at this point because it's not yet secured and uh, fully organized. But uh, it's a very interesting work in progress and uh, hopefully it will launch and uh, maybe we can do a whole new other podcast about that. You definitely have our curiosity peak. So we would, we are definitely standing by for that launch. Um, so kind of to wrap things up, if people wanted to get a hold of you, if somebody's listening and they're like, I'm heading to Qatar for work or whatever it might be, or I have a cousin there, how, how can they um, find information about your group and how can they reach you? It's easy if you uh, type Greek folk dancing uh, in Qatar, uh, the search appears uh, 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 the, our Facebook group and our Instagram uh, page. So kind of like how you found us. Yeah. We, uh, we are in social media, so it's easy to find us. We also have an email address, of course, but it's easier via social media. It's so much easier. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, thank you both for being here today. I know um, time difference and you both have obligations, so I really appreciate um, we really appreciate that you took the time out to join us. And for everybody listening, we will absolutely link um, social media accounts and, and put that information into the show notes. Um, please keep us posted. We can't wait to see you all in your next performance. Um, we'd love to share that. So whenever that comes up, let us know. And you'll have um, your Sirtos family cheering you on from, from around the world. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting us. It's been a wonderful experience talking to you guys in the States. And I'm so happy to have met you. Uh, and I really appreciate what you do. Uh, your podcasts are uh, something uh, truly uniting the Greeks in all over the world. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me today as well. I really appreciate the time. And hello to all your listeners. And I hope that we get to meet at some stage. Yes, absolutely. It, it will happen. We know it will happen. If Okay. That's, what, that's what dance does it brings exactly. us together it brings that, us together. that's why we do this so yeah. we will all be dancing together at some point hopefully sooner than later exactly exactly exactly